Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536. <coughs> oh, hey there, Steve. Hey, what's going on? It's... Uh, okay. That's All right. Let me, just, uh, let me just paint a picture for the audience here. The old man is at it again with a brand new confounded... You know what, Mamie? System we got here it's, in the it's, studio. It's new machines. It's new knobs. Yeah. It's new bulbs. It's new everything. So uh, and if I, it if it all blows up, yeah, it, it, it's it my fault. Blo- you know, I can't believe they don't prepare anybody for anything around here. I mean, we've only had this uh, this phonied up system upstairs uh, to train on for like three months. Yeah, but you know what? It wasn't down here, so you know, yeah, I know. it's not like, you know, you can't really try it until you actually have it in the studio. I can train for like 10 minutes on Friday. Yeah. Like the last possible second. The one who may use this the yeah. most, I decide to hang on. I'm, Man. Sure, I'm sure that makes that engineer feel good for setting up all those times for training and everything too, right? Steve, I like to march to my own drummer, as, oh. you, uh, as you're well aware. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us today. Is that the guy from Def Leppard with the one arm? That's the one. Yeah. Also, uh, your chance of winning a $1,000 could happen today with Keyword to Cash, which begins today. I'll give you all the details about that later on. Sweet. And uh, we got all kinds of other stuff this morning. Scott Cohen. Oh, and, yeah. And, 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 and other stuff. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It's 538 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549. And Skinner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Partly to mostly cloudy today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 59. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump. And into the house. Uh, now, see, now, now, see, now you get the, uh, you get this thing. Now you're, now you're for at fault. No, I got to go to the next page, I believe, because it, go, you got to go down. Hey, uh, uh, Josh, come on over here, <laughs> help me out here. Page down, I believe. Where, where the heck is that uh, little intro? Oh, there you go. You ready? Yeah, I'm Are you ready. ready to go. No, go ready? Hit me up. Yeah. There we go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Matthew Perry is removing those weird Keanu Reeves insults from future editions of his memoir. He said, quote, It was a mean thing to do. I pulled his name because we live on the same street. Do you write things about your neighbors in your block? No. No, actually, I. I would never include anything about my neighbors because uh, I wouldn't want, you know, to cause any kind of rift between my neighbors. Yeah. See, like after the book is out, yeah, they're still your neighbors. Why would you? Why would uh, you trash your neighbors uh, in a book? He he likes doing that. He he did that whole memoir where he was insulting uh, all kinds of different celebrities, and Keanu Reeves seemed to take the brunt of that. But he's not gonna he's not gonna include them in future editions. So get this edition now. Because it's very valuable. <laughs> it has Keanu Reeves insults in it. Uh, he clarified that he hasn't apologized to him in person, but, quote, if I run into the guy, I'll apologize. It, it was just stupid. Stu- is, uh, stu- as stupid as the rest of the memoir is? Yeah, no kidding. Is uh, Keanu really pro- uh, got a problem with any of it? Does I don't, he care? I don't, remember, I don't remember hearing Keanu Reeves even paying attention to what Matthew Perry said about him. Uh, you know. 
because he knows that he's just going to take that time machine uh, phone booth into yes. the future and ruin Matthew Perry's career someday well, in the future. I don't even know if he's going to worry about that. He's yeah. too busy, you know, trying to be uh, the next Eddie Van Halen. Well, he's uh, he. I think he can do it. Yeah. Well, you got to get Eddie in the band. Mm-hmm. You got to go way back now. now. Yeah, I know, way back. Ben Affleck uh, let us in on J Lo's diet secrets. Genetics. She eats whatever she wants, including pizza or ice cream. He said, quote, she works out, but I work out too, and I don't magically appear to be 20 years old. Okay. No, you look like a creepy 60-year-old man uh, hitting on a 20-year-old. That's what you look like. Uh, Helen Mirren enjoyed hopping into bed with Harrison Ford for the Yellowstone prequel. Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't each one of us? Uh and it sounds like she really enjoyed it. She said, I'm lying there and I'm thinking, I'm in bed with Harrison Ford. I was so excited. I can't tell you. I had to pretend to be cool. You know, like two old people in the same bed, like a... Like, you couple, mean like normal people a do? A couple of prunes under the under the blankets. <laughs> yeah, she added a quote, he's come to a place where he can be easy with other actors. It's immensely generous and incredibly professional, not remotely spoiled movie star at all. I genuinely love him if I wasn't married. Helen has been married to uh, director Taylor Hackford since 1997, and she did work with Ford once before on the 1986 movie The Mosquito Coast. Oh, that was a good one. So good that I don't even remember I have no recollection of it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, The Marvel Cinematic Universe may have its first official fully dropped F-bomb, and no, Deadpool 3 will not be the movie that brings it to us. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And, and what kind of words will they be using? Uh, F-bombs. I'm not sure which ones those are. Could you uh, repeat them for me uh, now? F- forget about seeing this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, f- I can't. I can't. Fancies. Fancies is the <laughs> other one. Fancies. In a new clip uh, from the movie, uh, Peter is trying to instruct Nebula on how... As, um, Nebula? Is it Nebula? I think I, Nebula. Whatever. I don't, this, is, this is how much I get into this thing. Uh, how to, on how to open a car door. You know, just an ordinary old school earth type car door, but you can't figure it out. Finally, in his frustration, Peter says, quote, open the effing door. Well, that's going to turn this whole uh, thing on its ear, isn't it? When you start dropping F-bombs and using the other uh, great words like, you know, the the C word, the S word, the other C word, some of the others. All right. Is Marvel the one who which is the one that Disney owns? Is that the Marvel ones? Steve, I honestly couldn't tell I don't, you. I, don't, I, I have no idea. I, you know, I, because if it's going to be on the Disney platform, yeah, the uh, that movie, uh, don't uh, not don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. The other babysitter movie that Keith Coogan was in that we talked about, Adventures in Babysitting. Yes, with Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Well, there's a there's a scene in there where she says it's the one f word in the entire movie. Disney bleeps it out. They took it out of the movie. See, I would, I would never take words out of Elizabeth Shue's mouth. And I don't understand. I wouldn't. I would be putting words into her mouth. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like how, you're ruining the movie now because it, it's not wow. being shown the way it was intended to is be it, shown. Is it an essential word? I mean, is the whole plot line centered around her using that one f bomb? Yeah, kind of for the little kids watching the movie going, oh, yeah, wow, you know, she says a swear word. I saw the edited version of Scarface, <laughs> and I thought <clears throat> eliminating all of those uh, filthy words actually helped the film. Um, probably did. Yeah. I mean, it was 15 seconds long, but yeah. nevertheless. Listen, you stupid freaking 
moron. What was the? It was the Johnny Dangerously. Johnny Dangerously. Yeah, you bargain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, the movie Bo is Afraid stars Joaquin Phoenix and uh, let's see, Joaquin Phoenix and it was written and directed by Ari Aster, the guy who did Hereditary in Midsummer. Yes. So it's gonna kind of be messed up. Uh, you shouldn't need any enhancements to get the most out of your movie experience. Joaquin says, quote, I was told that there was this college thread amongst friends, a challenge they were going to take mushrooms and go see the movie. And I just want to make a public service announcement and say, do not take mushrooms and go see this movie. But he adds, quote, if you do, film yourself. But don't do it. So he's basically, but we want to see evidence of it. Yeah, he wants, don't do it, but if you're going to do it, document it. And here's my email. Send it to me when you're done. Because he wants to see it. Uh, let's see. Tupac Shakur once sold crack, but he only lasted a few days because he was too nice. In the new Tupac docuseries, Dear Mama, his buddy Ray Love says, quote, We all sucked at selling crack. We were the worst crack dealers in the history of crack dealers. Capitalism requires that your empathy level is relatively low, and Tupac's empathy level was a little higher than most people. He didn't believe in hurting or killing black people. So if a person is smoking crack with their daughter or their son, he's not going to recover from Why that. does it sound like an ABC after-school special? He's yeah. a crack dealer with a heart. That time that, uh, yeah, he's... He, well, how much crack did you sell? I couldn't even sell a gram. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so yeah. guilty when about I, it. When I saw that father walk up with his daughter, there was just no way I was going to be able to sell him crack. <laughs> Uh, and Kim Kardashian was serenaded by Usher at a concert over the weekend. No kidding. Yeah. She just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was serenaded like this was when I rage, when I sang into Ray J's munch mic and he covered me in fallopian lube in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Where, what aisle is that lube available <laughs> Oh, on? that's with the other stuff with the prophylactics and gotcha. everything else. And yeah. Caitlin? Uh, whenever I got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but she once gave me brain. <laughs> A little honking on the hobo. What are, you, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she gave me a tongue lashing on the Arkansas pork roll. Ah, there you go. There you go. Um, well, good to have you back. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah! Join Dreams per month, like Pallet Forks. From- and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step. Four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As I'm sure you're now aware, the Springfield Thunderbirds ended their season on Friday night despite certain people predicting a two-game sweep being in their favor. Ultimately, that prediction was wrong and misguided, and as a result, it would be the Thunderbirds who were handed two straight losses. In a three-game series, there's literally no way to advance into the next round when you've just been handed two straight. Now, there may be some of you who might find yourselves consumed with disappointment. There may be some of you who might think disparaging things. There might also be some of you people who are going to spend the next few months kicking that dented can of sadness and dejection up and down Main Street every single day until the start of the new season. Here's why I think you should knock it off. Do you realize that apart from the two COVID years, there has not been an AHL team to have made back-to-back appearances in the Calder Cup Finals since the 2010 Hershey Bears? That's 13 years ago. Trust me, I looked it up. And do you realize that it's been 32 years since the last time that a team from Springfield has been to the Calder Cup two years in a row? Trust me, I looked that up too. And do you realize that despite not leading the division at any point during the regular season, that the Thunderbirds still average 6,100 fans per game, whereas Hartford could barely scratch more than 4,600? 
Yes, it would have been great to see the Springfield Thunderbirds advance into the next round, but they did not. Instead, they lost, which I'd like to point out happens to every other team in the AHL except one. That's how it's designed to work in hockey, and that's how it's designed to work in every other professional sports league in the world. So if you spent the last couple of days thinking it was me who jinxed the team, think again. The Thunderbirds lost because they got outplayed. They just happen to have gotten outplayed by a team they beat nine times during the regular season. But who's counting? Not me. I've done more than enough math to already today. Instead, I will offer you this. A congratulatory thank you to the T-Birds for another exciting season, despite getting pummeled in the end. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, there are four steps to a healthy lawn. Scott's four-step. Get Scott's four-step at Rocky's now. Only 100 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. It's time for step one already. So zip on over to your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 610 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, partly to mostly cloudy this uh, for the rest of today with a high of 56. Could see a few showers here and there as well. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 59. It is 44 right now in downtown Springfield. A little bit later on this hour, I'm going to tell you all about a uh, keyword to cash, how you might be able to win $1,000. But I'll tell you about that stuff uh, a little bit later on. Sweet. Okay. Uh, 44 degrees uh, right now in downtown Springfield. A far cry from the 82 I was enjoying on uh, Friday afternoon mm-hmm. and then uh, had to come back for Saturday because uh, everybody was like, oh, Friday is beautiful. It's beautiful here up in New England. And apparently I missed all that, <laughs> which uh, which I'm okay with. I had, I had a great week off. Yeah. We went down to uh, to Hilton Head Island. You brought a great day back with you yesterday. That was uh, that was wonderful. Oh, with all the rain and everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was terrific. lovely, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Anyway, uh, Hilton Head. Yeah, Hilton Hilton Head Island. We've we've been going down there now for probably. I think we didn't go during the first year of the pandemic because uh, it was closed. Uh, you know the 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 place that we go to. I was gonna I, say I they, don't, they don't close down all of Hilton Head. No, no, no. But the opportunity that I have, I have a friend who owns like a timeshare, and I buy the week off him down there, and it's a great deal, and. Uh, it's uh, it's well worth it. It's actually one of these places that I'm thinking about like retiring to eventually. Really? Yeah. Well, how well, many days? How many days you got left? I don't know. I got like 21 years left. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I only I mean I mean I might you know meet in a brag yeah. or anything, and I went to you know to panic, but I've only got uh, 3,065 days left to go. Well, uh, good for you. Uh, I I, don't I can know. set your retirement calendar off if you want. I'm I'm not sure if you're going to make it to even the 3,000. What are you talking about? Uh, you work in radio. You could be gone tomorrow. Oh, please. Come on. Are you kidding me? Uh, yes. I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not kidding you. Like That's <laughs> that's a reality for us. But anyway, uh, but but it's, it's a great time. Always have a great time down there. Did uh, my kids and I have a have a nice time together, kind of mm-hmm. like I'm plugging from the rest of the world, you know, kind of thing. Right. And um, but, but we did fly. We flew down this time. T- typically, I would drive. But I had all these points saved up. From uh, from Southwest, sure. I have a ton of these like airports that I haven't used because typically I would use those to go see my mom, and obviously my mom doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> you can't take flights to heaven, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I haven't. Yeah, you, you, your mom would have wanted you to use these points. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the last you know last year I did I did mostly driving when when I went on vacation, so I didn't have to actually. Didn't your mom say on her deathbed, Steve, 
Make sure you use your Southwest reward points. No, she said, I hope you all get along, and that's not coming true for her either. <laughs> um, You'd but, be better off yeah. with the Southwest points. But but uh, so I had all these Southwest points and I'm like all right I'll just I'll just book the flight and and then uh, a friend another friend of mine who was he was going down there as well he owns another one of these weeks at this at this place that we go to right so uh, he flew with us because and, and then his the other guy he was driving him, him and his uh, girlfriend were driving so it was just <clears throat> my friend comes with us on the plane we come we're coming back though on uh, from Savannah Airport right okay Savannah Airport's a very small airport smaller than Bradley but busy though because you got it's a military you know you got the paris island down there where a lot of the marine recruits come in sure. so, so you're you're probably seeing a lot of people on a weekly basis uh but saturday morning we got to the airport at 6 a.m and it was we had to return the rental card that we had and then we go into the terminal and there's a there's a line there's probably about 15 people in the line for the southwest ticket guest or, uh, desk. Sure. There's no. There's nobody there behind the desk. Now other airlines they do have people there. Delta, United, all that stuff. So we get there. Nobody there. And you see the sign up. It says uh, gate o- or the ticket counter opens at five thirty. I'm like, okay. Well, it's it's six oh five. This is probably not going to happen anytime soon. Right. And then eventually, five minutes later, a woman who's walking by wearing the Southwest shirt. Says, uh, I'm sorry, folks, we don't open till 6.30. And people were freaking out. Right. I'm going to miss my plane. And I'm like, you're not going to miss your plane. They, listen, if there's nobody here until the time that they say the thing is open, you're not going to miss your flight. You know what I mean? They'll just like, delay the flight. Yeah, they're not going to let, they're not going to, they're not going to not let the plane leave because of their screw up. Yeah, but except, you know, you don't know if that per- person may have like a connecting flight and that may screw them up. But 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 I'm saying the airport is so small that they have the they do this on purpose. And the lady was explaining, I'm sorry, I don't start working until six thirty. And they're giving this woman like so much guff for not getting behind the counter and doing anything. And she finally and, and they're like, What's the number? What's the customer service number? My buddy and I are standing there, I'm like what? Why is everybody getting so upset about this? <laughs> like, what? What's the big deal? Like, they're not going to let the plane leave if you. Well, you know, I I, uh, I can totally relate to this woman. I mean, how yeah. many of us go you know go get to work and the first thing we do is start working right away? Well, she you ease your way into and it. And she said, and I don't blame her because people were yelling at her, and there and she said, "Ma'am, I don't start working until six thirty. I'm not getting paid to be here right now until six thirty happens." I will be behind that counter, and you can't blame somebody for that at all. Like you just said, like you yeah. don't want to work. You don't want to just start working oh, right away. God, I don't start really working here until like nine forty-five. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> as these people are complaining, this guy behind us, he's got one of them uh, those fisherman hats. You know what I'm talking about? Like the beat, like people wear them on the beach. They're like round, the kind with like lures on the brim. Yeah, well, it doesn't have lures on the brim, but it's it's one of more like I call it the douchebag sun hat. That's about right. Yeah, and uh, he comes up and and he's he's complaining, and my friend and I are looking at each other like, dude, like, what are you complaining about? Like, it's it's okay. It's another ten minutes and she'll be open and we'll, we'll all get on our way. And this guy goes, well, that's it. I'm never flying Southwest again. <laughs> and my my friend and I look at each other like, 
what kind of flex is that, man? <laughs> like, you're never, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to fly the lowest priced ticketed airline that I found ever again. I was like, you're on Southwest. Yeah, right. And like, you probably you probably use yeah. a Costco uh, you know, credit you know, code, so you got 10% off. Yeah, you're you're with the rest of us schlubs because you couldn't afford Delta or United, <laughs> just like the rest of us. And it was just like, why are you giving this woman so much guff for something that it's beyond her control? Well, I think one of the reasons why, you know, when wherever we're in a situation where we have to be someplace, yeah. or, you know, you, especially... The airport's a perfectly good example because I think people are automatically just on edge. Yeah. The one time that I had a flight cancel on me, I was I I I, I don't think I've ever been more angry in my life because it's like I mean it wasn't anybody's fault. You know there was there was weather at a connecting flight and right. a bunch of flights got canceled, but they were but Delta was absolutely no help in uh, in providing me with another. No, they don't have your money. They don't care. Of course. Right. You know, so I had to stay in a in a crummy little, you know, motor lodge with like a six dollar stipend for meals. Okay. And I was like six bucks. Six bucks? What are you gonna buy with six bucks? I got nothing. Not you're gonna buy anything with six bucks. But but nevertheless, when you are in that moment when you just want to get home or to your yeah. destination, the idea of like one minute of delay yeah. for some people it's just completely unfathomable that you could you would have to sit through that kind of inconvenience. But I'm the kind of person that, that understands where my place falls in the hierarchy of society, right? <laughs> like, I know where my place is, and my place is, there's. listen, you paid the cheap, like, I paid almost nothing. I paid almost nothing for these tickets because I had all these points. I mean, eventually I did pay for them because I get the points with the credit card and all that stuff, so right. I did essentially pay for them. But I didn't spend... You know, twelve hundred bucks on a first class flight from you know Delta from you know, a direct flight down to Savannah like that just didn't happen. We had to take two planes. It is what it is. It's still better than driving seventeen hours down to a location. Well, that's uh, true. You know, you're going to be tired either way, but at least you don't have to do all that driving. But I don't know what people are complaining about. I don't understand the anger. Because, it, again, it's something beyond the control of the person that's that's there. Right. Well, Gil Fisher, the fisher musician who was standing behind you, I mean, there is nobody more important on that flight than him. Just no. ask him. He'll be the first to tell you. Yeah, yeah. And so if if, if he's inconvenienced, then he's, you know, you, you're going to delay his ability to, to get down there and start angling for walleye yeah. or perch or whatever it's going to be. You know, that's inconvenient for the man. I mean, he's... But that guy, he probably did sp- uh, spend top dollar yeah. for that crummy flight where they tell jokes on the plane. That's what he was there for. Yeah, and, he uh, was. and now he's and now the whole the whole damn the week, whole thing all is ruined. ruined, all ruined, all ruined. And then uh, we get on the we, we so we, that flight took off. That was fine. Got into Baltimore, and then get on a uh, almost immediately within like forty minutes turnover. Right. Had to walk from one side of the airport to the other. I don't understand that either. Oh, isn't Baltimore? Air- no, but in the all the airlines should be in the same terminal. I don't understand why they do that. Depending on what airline what what airport you're in, yes, you're absolutely right. The concourse has all the flights for that particular airline. Right. But sometimes and it, and it totally depends. Baltimore is a good example because I've had to do that too. We had to you get off on one and then there's like three or four concourses yeah. later yeah. for the, your next flight. Uh, like O'Hare is perfectly yeah. is, is renowned for that. Yeah, like yeah, you, you you get off on your your Delta flight, but the next Delta flight 
you have to take uh, you know, people movers, a tram, a bus. Yeah. You got to go all the way across the other end of town to get there. Well, when I close my activity ring on my Apple Watch from walking from one end of the airport to the another, you know you got a good workout for the day. <laughs> Congratulations. Right? Yeah. You crushed Ooh, it. You've walked six miles more than what you normally do. <laughs> you can do it. You're setting your expectations up for your Apple Watch. You're, you, you've you've uh, stepped 30,000 steps today. Yeah. So then we get on that second plane. Now, of course, the second plane is loaded with people. Like, And, and I mean, the, every flight was loaded, but this was, this was more families. And this is where I don't really agree with the whole uh, let, let families with little kids on board between the two groups of people. Right. We had group A go. You've flown, flown Southwest yeah. before. So you know how it's like that group tiered system? Yeah. And if you pay more money, you can be part of group A. But I was lucky enough to check in exactly 24 hours beforehand and got the end of the A group for the flights going down. And the first one coming back, the second one was like B-54. Maybe even B-52. Ooh, I and, like that. Uh, but anyway, so so we're standing in line there. And I see, all, they're like, okay, family boarding now. There must have been 25 people <laughs> like boarding for family boarding. And I'm telling my kids, listen, we're all going to have to sit separately. Like there's no... There's no getting out of this thing. Like right. we're gonna we're gonna have to sit separately. So that was kind of a, a, a bummer to do, which which is no big deal. My kids are old enough now; they can. They Did can they handle. sit together? No, they didn't. They, really? Yeah. Well, my oldest daughter sat with my friend, and then uh, and then uh, my youngest right, well, sat with some dude. You know, well, he was he had his kid. The guy had his kid next to right. him on the other side. So I wasn't really, and I was two rows behind, but I had the very last seat on the plane. That was the only one open. Oh, is that the one with a hole in the middle of it? Yeah. And it, it was this older couple, and one sitting on the aisle and the other one sitting in the middle. And I'm like, why don't you guys just move over? No, no, no. Yeah. They're going to let this big 280-pound man go squeeze into the, to, to the back <laughs> corner. So I did that. But again, I can't complain. Yeah. I, I, I paid almost nothing for these tickets. It's only a 40-minute flight. Bam, but we should be on the ground. Well, you can complain a little bit. You know, if people weren't willing to move so you could be a little closer to your kids or whatever. I mean, that's, you know, that's just, just bad All form right. in their part. All right. So there's so many kids on this plane, right? Yeah. So they, they get everybody on the plane, and the gate agent comes on board and says, okay, we have an issue here. Every boarding pass has been scanned. However, there's still one seat open on this plane. So they're like, it, it took like a good 35 minutes for them to figure this out, what was happening. They're starting reading names, like to make sure that people checked in. Really? Yeah. I don't think you've ever seen that before. Well, they the flight, when they go up and down the aisle, they make sure that every seat is full. And if sure. they have X amount of cut passengers versus, you know, the manifest of the flight, then they can take off. So but what was they, the problem? Well, that's what we couldn't, they couldn't figure out. And they're reading these names, they couldn't figure out. Finally, the flight attendant says to this one woman with the kid in her lap, she goes, ma'am, is that is that child two years old for a lap child? And she goes, no, he's he's three. Does he have a ticket? And she goes, yeah. Ma'am, he needs to be in the seat. Oh, So yeah. they didn't, ca- because they just assumed that he was a lap child, didn't even think. That's why they were doing all those counts. They know how many people went on the plane, even with the babies. But they and didn't stuff. count. They didn't. But count But they don't that. count you because you're not. You don't have a boarding pass thing. And I'm like, oh, for the love of God, we've been waiting for this lady because she's been holding the kid the entire time. 
Well, then they check the kid's phone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, where's your boarding where's pass? Where's your boarding yeah. pass, kid? And then the mother, okay, she puts the kid down in the seat. Like, this is the longest 45-minute flight I'll That's ever take great. in my life. That's but wonderful. we made it. It was fine. <laughs> and everything worked out okay. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's, uh, let's see, 627 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be uh, partly to mostly cloudy uh, today with a high of 56. More of the same for tomorrow with a high of 59. 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Now listen here. Uh, you could be one word away from a chance to win $1,000 weekdays uh, at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 o'clock. Listen for the $1,000 keyword and then enter the keyword at rock102.com before midnight for a chance to win $1,000. Play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's your chance to put $1,000 in your pocket. Brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Uh, Kim Keogh of the uh, the Nielsen Group with Keller team. Wa- Nielsen team, Nielsen team, and Keller Williams on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, hey, you want to laugh? I do. All right. Well, maybe I can. They uh, go on. Oh, you know what? See, then it went into the other mode. There uh, you okay, go. Okay. 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 Ready? okay, okay, okay. Right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Guy and his wife are in the throes of passion, right? Yes. And she says, uh, hurt me, hurt me. And he said, yeah, your father never loved you. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, he hurt her oh, emotionally. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah, 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 your father never loved you. I get it now. Oh, yeah, see, now I get it. See, yeah. that was supposed to be funny. Yeah, it, well, no, it was. It just took me a well, second she, to understand you know, what you were getting at. You know, she's uh, she's looking for more action, yeah, and right. he's just uh, going for the emotional part. Oh, no, I part totally going, understand. Yeah, you know, yeah, your no, father it, never yeah. loved you. Yeah, right, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Good. I'm sure she knew that already, though. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert for. 6.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Wooden Tap. Visit their newest location, Riverdale Street in West Springfield. Order online, reserve your table at woodentap.com and come as you are. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Nine tenants have been displaced on East Park Street in Springfield uh, uh, due to a water evacuation yesterday. According to the fire department, poor structural integrity of the roof was compromised. Due to water buildup on the top of the building, heavy rain and inadequate drainage led to ponding on the apartment building, which left multiple people without a home. Uh, there are no reported injuries. Ooh, a pond on the roof. Pond, pool, pond's good for you. It's like uh, one of those uh, tranquil Japanese uh, fish ponds. Yeah, it's very have. zen. Very zen. Yeah, you could like like you could stack stones up and uh, really uh, set yourself loose. I also like how they tie the other story to this. Western Mass gets much needed precipitation on rainy Sunday. That's the story <laughs> linked within the story. You know, the other day, uh, I, I the other day it absolutely freaking poured. I don't know, it was like Thursday or whatever it was. I went to I got a couple of burritos at Bueno Isano on uh, Allen and Cooley Street. I love that place. I know. Anyway, I got myself a couple burritos, and, uh, you know, they put it in a paper bag, ordered it ahead of time, grabbed the bag, and it was absolutely uh, pouring outside. So I asked the lady uh, behind the counter, can I put this bag in another bag? And she says, 
Why, of course. And she was happy to put my bag in her and in, in the other bag. Then I ran back to my car, and I wasn't very far from uh, from the front door. And the bag, the outdoor bag, the outside bag was completely ruined. And when I got home, you know, there I am with the the, the two burritos. My wife was going, "What happened to you?" Because it hadn't started raining in Hamden oh, yet. Right. And I'm like, "It's pouring." Alan and Cooley, you gotta you gotta you gotta build an ark and put two of every burrito inside of it. Isn't that uh, isn't that uh, kind of uh, metaphorical? The black cloud of rain always over Springfield, but. Nice and sunny and handy. Oh, it's that's all the, the reason why we yeah, moved. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. You, you want to get over that border. You want to get out of that. Uh, what, what do they call uh, uh, that? Dave Hayes, the weather nut, called this area the Triangle of Disappointment. But he was referring to yeah. it for snow. But yeah. I think you can actually oh, kind of blanket the Triangle of Disappointment. He was saying that about the weather. Yes, yeah. I thought it was more talking about the towns that's that were in that triangle. <laughs> Hamden wasn't one of them. No, of course no. not. Police arrested a Connecticut woman for reports of driving in a sporadic manner in, on, in Granville on Friday. Uh, well, how many people normally drive sporadic in, on Granville on Friday? 15, 20, maybe? According to the Granville police, they received several 911 calls concerning a person driving erratically in the area of Main Road near Town Hall. Crews were able to stop the vehicle and make contact with the driver. Officials confirmed the driver, a Connecticut woman, was under the influence of alcohol. She was charged and booked at the Granville Police Station where bail was set and then released. But then uh, that's it. No no, um, no other information. Hmm. I want to know uh, what kind of booze she had in the car. Was she? Did she have bottles in the car? Was she uh, sucking down four locos or what was she doing? Yeah, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, how come uh, we don't get that information? Yeah, and for whatever reason, the press doesn't seem to make that a big priority. It would be for me or you. What were they? What were they? Uh, what were they knocking down on their way to the tree? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. wish I wish I knew. Yeah, right. Uh, police are investigating after a car struck a building on Page Boulevard early Saturday morning, according to the Springfield Fire Captain Drew P. Monte. It took the incident took place at 724 Page Boulevard. He added that the driver did flee the scene and that Springfield police are investigating. Uh, and that was from Saturday. It says stay tuned, and uh, we'll continue to bring the latest updates. Well, I guess he hasn't been found yet. <laughs> he's, he's probably has been found and released. Should we uh, should we give an update to these folks? Nah, just wait and see if something happens. Ah, the week's pra- the weekend's yeah. practically over. Tomorrow's Monday. Forget about it. Here's another uh, one of these stories that really has nothing to it. Uh. Police are seeking the public's help in finding two people involved in a CVS, quote, incident, unquote. If you or anyone has seen these people, contact the Granby Police Department. That's it. Well, what kind of incident are we talking about? Uh, it doesn't say what the incident Somebody is. Somebody scarfing like all the Cadbury cream eggs? Or what it, doing? All it is is a picture of two people walking into a CVS. That's it. Every time I'm in a CVS, I see people walking in. What you even see people walking out. I want to know what kind of incident well, the thing is, if you don't tell me what I'm supposed to be remembering, yeah, how do I know the incident I saw yeah. is the incident you're looking for? He threatened to spray our eyes with hairspray, and then he uh, he tied us both up with the CVS tape, with the receipt tape. Is is that the incident you're looking for? No, I'm no, sorry, no, we're looking for a much that, different, that, that's, that's much different one. incident. Well, what happened in that incident? I would really rather not say. Uh, fire crews responded to a rollover crash on Main Street and Chestnut Hill Avenue on Sunday evening. According to the Athol Fire Department, firefighters were on the scene for about 5 p.m. for reports of a motor vehicle rollover that left many residents without power. 
Fire officials confirmed that the power was back on a short time later. No word yet on if there was any injuries in that crash. Ever have a? Have ever been a burning in Athol before? Uh, oh, I've had uh, burning in Athol many times. Really? Ever, uh, usually, it comes from the uh, when I go from Athol to Yarmouth. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I don't. That's where it, the burning continues. Don't think I, you're supposed to be doing that. <clears throat> I don't think I'm supposed to be doing that, but. Sometimes you have to. You have to just take one yeah. for the team. Well, you got to be careful going over the manholes. Uh, so I figured I'd go on vacation, and uh, by the time I come back, a new superintendent would have been picked for, for, for East oh, Hampton. Right? Please, Steve. There's, there's no such way that could possibly have happened. And then Friday, I get a bunch of people texting me, Oh, my God, it's on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read the CNN story that I have here. All right. You probably already know. A uh, candidate for superintendent of Massachusetts School District said he had his contract rescinded after he used the word ladies in an email. It basically goes on to say what happened, but then this Erica Faginski Stark. Yep. I know you talked about this a little we did. bit last week. Uh, somebody has this gotcha moment and says, hey, you know what? She doesn't. She said things about trans people. Which, which which is I mean did you see that that post? Yeah, I didn't find anything wrong with it. Well, to I, me, it was like and and Marty and I were talking about this. This wasn't like her offering an opinion. This no. was her saying, he, you know, have you considered this? Now discuss. Yeah, that's it's another it, side to an argument. Ex- it wasn't even a side of an argument. It was a presentation of 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 an argument of which she took no side right. at all. Well, again, I did I I was like I don't see what the big deal is here. There is no big deal. But, you know, as Marty said the other day, this is one of these okay, well, we got juice on us, we got juice on you. And we're just going <laughs> to, you know, throw back uh, some things in your face. I I heard an interview with one of our radio colleagues. Did you hear that one with Mayor Nicole LaChapelle? Uh, Bill Newman up at uh, WHMP. Oh, no, I hadn't heard that. I have a lot of respect for my fellow radio colleagues. However, I wish somebody had called me beforehand to ask more questions. I mean, basically, the mayor explained the process of the superintendent, but she didn't really answer the question of, like, did you say this to him? Is that the only thing that you said to him? Because we haven't seen the minutes of this meeting. No, we haven't. Yeah, so I want. I was like, the first question I would have been like, is what he said, what Doctor Perone said about this entire incident, true? What was the untrue part? If you have a you know an issue with this, what was you know? I would like to ask those kinds of questions. They didn't ask those questions. Well, they're not admitting that anything was untrue. I mean, they're not they're not accusing him of being a liar. No, they're but, accusing, I, but they're I, accusing him of of of. Uh, you know, maybe uh, overstepping his bounds with negotiation and also the email. Yes, but I would like to get, you know, the words directly sure. from her mouth. Is that the only reason you gave him when you told him you rescinded the offer? Because that's going to make a big difference. Oh, yeah, because the uh, the judge is going to want to hear that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you know, people, you know, they're freaking out. They're, oh, my God, we're on CNN. Uh, sorry. Hey, you know what? You kind of the people that you uh, elected in these positions kind of earned all this. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the people in those elected positions. Yeah. Like bringing all this attention to the town. You created that yourself. Now they have another Zoom meeting. Is that today or tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's tomorrow. Tuesday. And then you know they're gonna, you know, they have a couple of choices on their hands. They can start the whole thing over from scratch. They could give it to Doctor uh, to Doctor Perone or. There's a third option, and that made even less sense than the other two. 
I mean, to me, yeah, you know, uh, the, uh, the they talked to the uh, the third party that uh, that applied and didn't get it. But you know, to me, the 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 thing that makes them the most amount of sense is to reconsider Dr. Perone's application to this job. Mm-hmm. He was good enough to to uh, to award him the position right away. And everything that you've done since this has made it more and more of a public disgrace than anything else. This is this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. What this school committee has put this town through. Uh, they're going to have to start all over again. Yeah. And you're going to have to hire a consultant to do this because you clearly can't do it the right way the first time. You know, and she said in that interview, I wish she would come on the show. I wish she would answer my email. Come on our show. Talk to us about that. The, the mayor? The mayor, yeah. yeah. You don't think that's going to happen, do you? Well, I think she's uh, expecting that if she were to be on our show, yeah. we probably wouldn't be lobbing softballs at her the entire no, time. No, I would ask her legitimate questions, though. I don't just ask questions just to be a jerk. Well, I mean, I well, do. Well, you kind of do, but, that's, but they're still legitimate questions that are asked. No, I don't think I would. I, I think I handle myself very well when it comes to serious matters and sure. asking her questions about that. I don't yeah, think it's all be- the other times you're a jerk. Well, yeah, uh, to you. Yeah. Well, on purpose. Well, I appreciate that. How do you that. think I have so much fun here every day? I really I have no idea. Backs again. Uh, could a four-day work week so- uh, soon be the new normal in yes. the Bay State? Yes. One bill proposed at the State House would launch a pilot program with employers of past. What do you mean, only for pilots? I don't think it's, I don't think it's all for pilots. It says the pilot program. However, some legislators don't uh, worry. It doesn't make sense at this time. The bill would offer incentives for employers to try a four-day work week pilot program. Most people would say uh, they wouldn't mind a four-day work week being an extra long weekend. They may be just on the horizon for people in the Bay State. A recently proposed bill is currently before the Legislative Committee on House Rules. It suggests launching a pilot program for employers to participate in a four-day work week. And uh, Western Mass News spoke with Senator John Velas to see how this would work. It allows employers to opt in and experiment with this pilot, if you will, to allow folks to have reduced hours, a four-day work week without losing pay or benefits is the gist of the bill. If they decide to go along with this, participate in this, there's a possibility through the Executive Office of Labor Workforce and Development of getting a tax credit. All right, let's do it. I could do Monday through Thursday. I, I, easily. Tuesday through Friday I could do. Yeah, I think I kind of prefer like uh, the Monday through Thursday, though. Where yeah. Thursday now becomes the new Friday. As long as I got three days off, I'll be fine. Yeah. Remember a couple of years ago when uh, we used to take uh, Fridays off during the mm-hmm. summertime? And uh, because we had extra vacation time, we had yeah. to burn. So for like five weeks, we had like three day weekends. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how glorious that was. Yeah. I felt so energized until the very moment they said, no, you can't do that anymore. And then at that point, that sucked my will to live. Oh, you didn't. You don't want to live after that anymore. No, I, yeah. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up my free Fridays. <laughs> Friday, that would—that's a nice schedule. It was perfect. It was perfect, and I don't believe for a second that anybody missed us at all. And I think, uh, and then somebody got upset about that when they found out that you were doing that, and then they took it away from you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they thought that would be great to take it away from us, and uh, and that somehow our morale would not have been impinged. Uh, he also, anyway, Vilas also believes that if it does pass, the Executive Board of Labor and Workforce Development would have a hard time finding employers who would want to participate. You're not going to find a lot of people who are going to be like, oh, yeah, we're only going to be open Monday through Thursday. Well, I can kind of understand that. I mean, how many employers are having a hard time filling positions anyway? 
that's what he also says. He says, my guess in today's climate, again, with all these shortages, that it could be slim pickings for those who even can afford to offer to participate in this. I don't know. It just uh, seems like you need a little help for the worker, though, because you get all, a lot of these employers are hiring people at like 35 hours, which makes you five hours short of becoming full-time benefits. I think that's kind of dirty pool. That oh, it kind, is. That kind of thing. It totally is. But also from an employer's expect, uh, they're paying that money. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a chain link of events of people. You know, they're not going to pay extra money to keep somebody on full-time if they can save money by not doing that. Well, but in, but if you took all of those people and put them on mass health and the employer isn't really responsible for your for some of those benefits. Yeah. I'm sure the employer would then say, oh, okay, well, then maybe, maybe that's not so bad. But then all of a sudden it strangulates the economy of, of, of the state and, yeah. and mass health. You know what, though? I, I could argue about this all day long. But again, I know my place in the hierarchy of society. Sure. Clearly. I, I can't do anything about it. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be uh, mostly cloudy with the chances of uh, spotty showers throughout the day, high of 57 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 59. It's 44 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 653 and the Eagles. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be mostly cloudy today with some spotty showers uh, throughout the day. High of 57 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 59. 44 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, I know we're just getting started. It's really kind of like the the first hour of the show, kind of uh, in the books already. But there may be some great things coming up. You know, Scott Cohen on the way. And then you might want to do other things while he's on. Uh, You can listen to the daily podcast anytime. Night or day. Dusk. (laughs) Lunch. Help yourself go to sleep. Just go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is Deborah Ayal from the uh, the band Romeo Void. They got a brand new live album that came out uh, over the weekend on Record Store Day. Really cool interview. Very uh, very emotional, actually. And so uh, you can check that out on all those platforms and on rock102.com. So uh, I had uh, I had a massage while I was on vacation last week. Really? Yeah. Now is this the one that comes with like a like a like a an amazing crescendo at the end? You know what? Um, here's the thing. I I was trying not to pick a place like that. Okay. I was trying to find like you know like you know you Google and you and you're trying to find like a pro- I want a professional massage. I don't right. Want I don't I don't want that. You remember years ago? You, you know we, the difference between a, like a shiatsu and a shinola. Do you remember uh, we we were on a show with another guy years ago? Years ago, I don't, I don't recall. And uh, we had talked about this and uh, about finding places on purpose because oh, we were because we were talking about the place in East Longmeadow. They kept closing. Because they kept getting raided by the DA's office. Well, because all the all the yeah. massage therapists were living in the basement. Yeah, and I'm and I'm down south on vacation. I don't need a Robert Kraft moment with the police busting in at the end of the massage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you're under arrest for you know solicitation of prostitution. Uh, I, I, you know the handcuffs. All, you know, yeah. they actually do uh, like a like a negative thing to all the work they've done. Right. Right. So then you know and so I I was I was careful to to do some research on the on the places that I was looking for. Sure. And uh, I did find one, and, and the reason why we found this website uh, years ago was because of that East Longmeadow place being busted multiple times. There was a, there's a website called RubMaps.com where you can 
Yeah, it does exist. And, uh, you know, this place didn't give any kind of indication that it was that kind of place. Okay. But but you're in an affluent area down there. So a lot of these, like, they were like 200 bucks. But I find this place, it's like literally across the street from where I'm staying. Yeah. And uh, it was only 80 bucks. For, for an hour. Perfect. And I'm like, all right, I'll go try it. L- listen, I'll walk in there. If I don't like the looks of the place, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm not going to go. I'll go back. Mm-hmm. So I get there. Very clean place. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, I don't want to be uh, sounding stereotypical, but uh, that would be the kind of place where you'd think something like that would happen. You know what I mean? Okay. But it didn't. It was a, it was a nice, clean place. And I finally had this, like... Uh, you know, the lady was like, "Yo, where where you hurt? Where you hurt?" You know, and I go, "My neck. My neck is the biggest portion. I think because I look down a lot at it. You know, it was yeah, phone your all neck, the time. your back, mm-hmm, and your crack, right? My neck and my crack. That's yeah. it. Um, so, <laughs> so she's she's asking me. She's like, she's like, you know, where, where you at most? And I go, in my, in my neck. And she goes, okay. And then so she's doing the. You know they hang from the ceiling? Have you ever seen this? No. There's bars up on this. There. I was like, is that her feet on my back? She put a sheet on my back. Okay. And then I felt, I was like, that feels like like feet. And she's hanging from like like a, like a trapeze oh, or something? When I finally turned over, you could see this like uh, contraption that she was hanging from the ceiling on. No kidding. Yeah. I've never had that. Well, it's this, it's this uh, you know, Asian-based massage technique that they use. And then, so then they do, she did this pressure point thing. Uh-huh. She goes, okay, your neck, she goes, and she grabs the back of my arm. Right. And then pinches the bottom of my foot, like, uh-huh. in the middle of it. And she goes, you move neck. And I move my neck. Instantaneous relief. Shut up. Yeah. And the, really? And then, so then afterwards... I re- I read up about that. It's all this acupuncture or it's pressure point pressure point yeah. kind of stuff, and I'm like, why are we not doing this more often in society? Because most dudes still want the happy ending at the end of it. Okay, I, I, listen, I'm on. Uh, my goal was to get a massage. I wasn't there to get the. It's uh, still a massage. The rub down. You're rubbing. A, you're rubbing a tense muscle. Yes, a very tense muscle. You want more? <laughs> Yeah, where's the pressure point for that one? I don't know how you. How you, you don't want to know. But it was a, uh, it was absolutely amazing, and she did that several times with different, like, because I had lower back issues and yeah. all that stuff too. And I was, I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty amazing. So I, I'm looking into this. I want to try acupuncture. Why not try it? Because I do have a lot of aches and pains from working out. I, n- I know some people that swear by it, and it works. It works. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, let's see where the pressure point is on that final muscle. It's, <laughs> again, you might be surprised where yeah. you have to I go. I pinch here and pinch here. Oh. <laughs> it's 659 on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, it's always been my belief that in difficult situations, situations that require me to elevate my efforts and encourage others to match my intensity, the last thing I want to do is act like a jackass. Oh, believe you me, it's not always as easy as it sounds. Sometimes I simply can't help myself. Jackassery comes very naturally to me. 
But in important situations, I try not to let it take over and consume my better judgment. The same cannot be said, however, of Atlanta Hawks guard DeJounte Murray, who, as you will might be aware, the Atlanta Hawks are getting pounded by the Celtics in their opening round of the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. Celtics currently lead that series 3-1, with Game 5 potentially deciding the series for the Celtics tomorrow night. For a guy who's averaging over 25 points per game in this series, you might expect DeJounte Murray to show up and make his presence known in Game 5. There's just one small problem. Uh, he might not be there. See, during last night's game, Murray was accused of bumping an official. Bumping is not allowed under NBA rules. Bump a ref and you can expect very difficult consequences. And as a result, the NBA is already threatening to investigate, which means DeJounte Murray might not be available for Game 5. And since this is not the first time that Murray has been involved in these kinds of situations over his career, I would expect that the NBA will act accordingly. You see... The NBA typically frowns upon bumping, hitting, touching, or complaining about the officials. You might recall that back in October, the league suspended Grant Williams of the Celtics for doing pretty much the same thing. And last night and last year, while playing for Memphis, Murray was slapped with a $20,000 fine for throwing a basketball at an official's leg. This situation is happening just as Murray and his teammates are facing almost certain elimination. The time to act like a jackass is not right now. Having said that, his timing couldn't be any more perfect, and I applaud his disrespect. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, got a spring painting project? Rocky's got paint advisors at every single store. They got an eye for color. They share tips and tricks and advice. You're not on your own. Plus, Benjamin Moore paint, cabinet stains, got paint? See the paint experts and the advisors at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And some Twisted Sister. I love me some Twisted Sister on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a couple of spot showers throughout the day. High of 57 tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 59. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. What a breathtaking delight to welcome him back. It's Scott Cohen. Hello. How are you, Scott? Uh, just uh, never better. Really? You know how it is. I'm always Mr. Uh, positive. You uh, you were at the uh, Boston Marathon last week. I, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we weren't face-to-face, were we? No. No, I, I, was, uh, I wasn't running in the Boston Marathon, mind you. Uh, no, but I was there uh, cheering on a, a kind of, I guess, uh, technically a family member. This is uh, your girlfriend's sister? My girlfriend's sister. And she actually, she's, I mean, she finished pretty well. Dug on well. Yeah, she, I guess, um, so, yeah, so, I, she, I mean, dude, this, this woman is legitimate. Uh, I think I told you she won the Masters division uh, one year. Yeah. Uh, her, her bib number, uh, and this is men and women. Yeah. Was 170. That's in, pretty good. Which, that's, 30,000 runners, that's pretty good. Exactly. And, um, she didn't run her best race, but, you know, she finished under, uh, under three hours and, mm. um, yeah, it, it was great to see her do it. She said it's going to be your last. I don't believe that. Right. But, yeah, so that's where we were. All right, so let's, a- let me ask the more important question. How does she feel about this relationship that your, her sister is in? Oh, yeah. she's all for it. Really? Yeah. Really? I think so. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. What, yeah. what, what do you mean? Well, I'm just saying she probably get done. She's like, you know what? I have uh, I have raced in the Boston Marathon. Uh, I have done this magical, wonderful thing, 
And here's her sister and, underachieving. And, and the one one thing that would complete my life is to have my sister be happy with a really good man, and she's not coming through with yeah, it. Yeah, she's yeah. dropping the ball. I mean, normally my <laughs> normally my sister seems to think she, you know, she's she associates herself with legitimate men, but this guy can't stop talking about yeah. dead cats so, and phonies. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did you go? Did you like? Did you spectate from all along the route? Then no, we just um. So what we do is um. Uh, you can get off the Back Bay Orange Line train, and you just walk through the Prudential uh, Mall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's and it lets you right out on Boylston Street, and that's where we that's where we see the race, and then we see her run by, and then we we go down to the hotel, and she you know the Copley, yeah. which is the headquarters, and wait for her to come out. Did, did she say to another runner uh, as hey, you look. yelled out as you yelled out, oh, what's her name? Uh, Hillary. Uh, hey, go Hillary! And, you're, and and the other runner is like, "Oh, who is that?" And you're like, oh, that's, "Nobody." That's my sister's boyfriend. It's nobody. Oh, it's, it's nobody. I, I can't. This race can't be over quick <laughs> oh, enough. Oh man! I'll tell you, one of the cool things was, and I've done it now for uh, the past three years, is um, I drive her uh, at like six o'clock in the morning from um, from Megan's house in Melrose, which is just a cup. Like literally, it's like Longmeadow in Springfield. Sure. And I drive her down to the Copley, and it's, you know, it's completely deserted, and the barricades are up, and the cops are there, and everything else. And you drop her off at the hotel, and it, that, that scene uh, right by the finish line at that time of the morning is is, is really cool. That's so. cool. Yep. Nice. All yeah. right, so let's uh, talk about some other things here. Uh, I I want to start with talking about hockey. Okay. Okay. As, first, you, sh- as you should. Well, uh, I'll talk about the Thunderbirds first. Okay. Let's, let's get that out of the way. So the Thunderbirds uh, lose two in a row. Convincingly. Convincingly lose. Yep. Now, I know there's a lot of fans that probably feel very disappointed <clears throat> by that. But I pointed something out earlier in the uh, in my view from the couch, which is absolutely true. The last time that a team uh, went to back-to-back Calder Cup finals was all the way back in 2010 with the Hershey Bears. Hmm. It's been 13 years sure. since that happened. So it doesn't happen very often. So even if they... They got there. Uh, that would have been an anomaly. Of and it's course. been 32 years since a Springfield team has shown up in back-to-back Calder Cup finals. Yep. Not win, just you know back-to-back. Right. So even though they didn't get there, and even though they had a solid season with very, very good attendance, I think you have to look at this as a pretty successful season. I think. They may have lost to a team they beat 9 out of 12 times in the yeah. regular season, but that's the difference between regular season and playoff hockey, no matter where you're playing. And we said last week the 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 you know the unfortunate thing or the crazy thing about um, the AHL playoffs is that the first round it's a best of three. So I mean you know I mean for all intent and purpose, if you don't win that first game, you're you're probably losing the series. Yeah. Whereas with the in the NHL with the Stanley Cup, it's best of seven. So there's you know there's wiggle room there and and, and kind of room a, to maneuver. There's it's a it, much more fair system. Oh, no question about it. Best yeah. of three is that that's tough. The, they did a good job though. They did. They, they did had a great. They, 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 like I said, they had a great season. They had a great season. I mean, the whole organization is a, is a, yep. just a class organization. They really are. You have to you have to feel good about them, even yeah. even in. Even in defeat by incredibly lopsided scores, you still have to feel good about the Springfield Thunderbirds. And listen, I'll be the first one to uh, to admit that I don't get down to. Um, and I think out of out of all the sports, I mean, I I think I I think hockey's you know is might be my favorite, you know, next to uh, watching golf. But and I'll, I'm as guilty as the next person where I don't get down to Springfield 
uh, to Thunderbirds games enough. But every time you go there, the show that they put on, it, it's absolutely well worth any and then some the price of admission. They do a great job. It's a great thing for families. And and the hockey's solid, too. So, yeah. you know, we'll wait till next year. Now, uh, let's talk about the Bruins here. Yes. Now, the Bruins are up 3-1 against uh, against Florida. They uh, they spanked them yesterday afternoon 6-2. to And that had been a pretty close game up until the end of it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's they're just so fantastic i mean there's no there's no other way to describe how they're the good. bruins they are fantastic they're good they're they're more than good. yeah they're very very they you know they are so, just so so solid and you know i remember you know after game two in florida one you're like you know uh-oh you know here here we go again you know with the regular season you win the president's cup and all of a sudden we're going back to florida now uh you know t- uh, even at a game and then man they just the they just came out and just hammered um, uh, the Panthers. They look they're they're just they're just so good. And after that that loss in Game Two, Jim Montgomery just he he basically threw all the lines into you know into a shaker, threw it out, and completely retooled everything. And the players responded. They've won two straight games convincingly, and, and they're doing this without Patrice Bergeron, mm-hmm. and now without David Krejci, arguably two of their best players. Yeah, and and they're still completely dominating. Dominating. Now, how far they can go without those guys, anyone's question. I mean, and, and, you know, it, it's you know anyone's guess, but I mean, there's so much talent. They're so deep on that team. It's hard to imagine that even without those guys, they don't continue to advance. Do you, do you think they'll break the President's Trophy curse? Oh, well, they said it's been handed out like 37 times, but only eight teams who have won that have gone on to win the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think they will. From what we were just describing to me, uh, they are just so much head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, they had they had it. Florida had a chance in game three to come out and all of a sudden really, you know, reshape the series. And then the Bruins just, you know, put the hammer down and that's the end of it. I'm going to make an outrageous statement here. And I want you uh, just to think about this right now. The Boston Red Sox are the finest last place team in all of baseball. They're the finest last place team in all of baseball. Statistically true. They're the only last place team playing above 500. You see the what the American League East uh, looks like? Totally stacked. Go, nothing, nothing you can do. But stacked. And um, I, I took a look at that this morning. Um, Tampa has not wavered one bit. They're 10-0 and at home. Mm-hmm. They've won, I think they have a five-game win streak. They've won seven out of their last 10. So, I mean, we we're, we were kind of waiting for them to come back to earth. They haven't. There's the Yankees and the Blue Jays, arguably, you know, two of the top teams in baseball. Yep. Baltimore is playing well. And the, and say what you want about the Red Sox, if they just even had an ounce of pitching, they would they would be a contender. But I think they're a 500 team and they're like you said playing in the best division in, in MLB. Yep. And you know, oh. try get try try getting out of the American League East. You can't do it. Well, I, I, I mean, I do believe that this past week presented some encouraging signs, though. I mean, the energy is shifting, and there are a few players who you can thank for that. And hey, I don't look now, but the Sox have won three straight series. They've won three yeah, straight right. series, Steve. Is it series? Series. 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 Yeah. Series. Right. You realize if they were in the National League West 
they'd be in first place. Well, yeah, but it doesn't work that way, Bax. That's not the way it works. You don't think that like midseason realignment could happen? Right. Listen, the team as a whole looked better than they had previously. I think losses on Monday to the Angels, Wednesday to the Twins, and Saturday to the Brewers can primarily be chalked up to poor pitching. Poor pitching, Steve. What Brian did I just Bello, say? Uh, and, and the rain, I guess you could add in there. Corey Kluber and Garrett uh, Whitlock, respectively. The first and third examples are a bit more disappointing, given Bellow and Witt's potential. Sure, but these weren't exactly <laughs> Examples of full-blown dysfunction, similar to what we saw down in Tampa recently. Can I interject one concept no. at this uh, juncture? Uh, no, there isn't uh, much else to diagnose other than that. Those days over the course of a 162-game journey are the best ones uh, sometimes. To vaguely quote Oasis, you just got to roll. When are you going on vacation again? No, he's uh, doing fine. Not. He's doing terrific. <laughs> hey, let's uh, real quick talk about the basketball. The Celtics lead yep. that series against Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia just already shut out the the Buddy, Brooklyn. Watch the Philadelphia. 70, watch the 76ers. That's going to be a tough, tough. Yeah, that'll be a tough series. I think. I think. And, and listen. And I'm all. I'm all in on the Celtics. Don't get me wrong. I'm just. I'm not picking anyone. Not disparaging the Green. I'm just pointing something out. Philly may be the best team in the East. I think they have the best player in, in the beat. Eastern Conference. And. And they they just laid the hammer down on Brooklyn, which, you know, all well and good. Watch the 76ers. I think they're a dangerous, dangerous team. You were uh, asking me before we went on about uh, what I thought about the Aaron Rodgers to yeah. uh, the Jets yep. negotiation. You're the guy. You're the Aaron Rodgers. Uh, here's, here's, my, here's my feeling. He's never going to play for the Green Bay Packers ever again. Okay. That I'm, I'm, I'm kind of – I've Resigned. prepared myself for yes. that. But I think – that the two choices that are act- the two things that I see are the most plausible is that he is going to either play for San Francisco hmm. or he's going to retire. Hmm. I don't think he's going to play a single snap for the Jets. I haven't. Obviously, you've been you know paying closer attention to that because you're the Packer fan. I you know I don't know enough about what might or might not happen in San Francisco. But as you and I discussed off the air, if he was going to play for the Jets, they would have the deal would have been done already. Exactly, and. If you look at San Francisco, there are other players on that team that would be very attractive to Green Bay with, yep. a, with a new quarterback. Yep. Not to say the Jets don't have it, but the Jets have not been able to seal that deal. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's, it's, I think it would have they, they would have done it already. Yeah. So Now, granted, you know, Green Bay could be dragging their heels on this one. Yeah, and say, well, you know, we're in no rush. But why do no? I mean, so why do you? The NFL draft is this week. I know. It's like there, there is a rush, I, well, but I not mean, for them. Yeah, you know, they. I mean, for the Jets, yeah, because if they don't get if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, there's got to be a plan B, and I don't think they've got. Well, I don't know if they, they still, really got it. I mean, are they are they uh, all done? With, all they are they all done with their quarterback? I mean, he's still got. If, if Aaron Rodgers is on that team, you're damn well right. They're done with that quarterback. Right. Yeah, remains yeah. to be seen, buddy. I agree. All right, we will see you next week. Uh, good to see you guys, and you will see me next week. Fantastic, Scott Cohen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Go to Gary Room Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Nine tenants have been displaced on East Park Street in Springfield due to a water evacuation uh, yesterday. Actually, it's Springfield. Is how they... Spring? Uh, it said, you know how they do the, the location at the beginning of the story? Mm-hmm. Springfield, Mass. from WWLP. That's, uh, that's wrong. Is it? 
Yes. Or is it just the way, is it their uh, love language over at 22? Now listen, if they are going to be working for you, yeah. they better well be aware of where they're working for you. Uh, anywho, uh, according to the Springfield Fire Department, poor structural integrity of the roof was compromised due to water buildup at the top of the building. Uh, heavy rain and inadequate drainage led to ponding on the apartment building, which left multiple people without a home. Uh, there are no reported injuries at this time. So there you go. Now, this is Springfield and not West Springfield. 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 Yeah. I have to look that up. You don't want to create, you want to, uh, you don't want to do that. No, I'm having a hard time finding Springfield anywhere on the map. Uh, community members gathered at the Portuguese American Club in Chicopee on Sunday to show support for Chicopee police officer Mark Wilkes. More than a month after he suffered a major heart attack after a charity hockey game on March 13th, Colleagues and family members gather for a banquet to help the officer and his family. Uh, 22 News spoke with the Chicopee Public Information Officer Travis Odeorn. Odeorn? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Who says Wilkes is still in the hospital. It's been up and down. He's been back in the ICU again right now, so it's day-to-day for him really at this point. It's good to see the community support that we've gotten for him. Everybody's coming out. It's really good. Shows that he's respected throughout the community, and we really appreciate all the help that we can get from everybody. So that was a nice uh, nice turnout uh, for him. That was a horrible, horrible situation, though. You, you go and you're, you're doing this charity hockey game. Yep. You know, you feel fine during the game, and then you, on your way home, you just start not feeling well. And then uh, it turns out you're having a heart attack. That's uh, that's pretty scary. Very scary. But uh, at least he's uh, he's being taken care of. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, in his uh, years touring with some of the biggest names in music, Avery Sharp has seen uh, discouraging things. The last 40 years, especially in the last six years, things have gotten a little crazy. This country is more divisive. Police, people are scared of each other. The racism, sexism, he said on Friday. You know, everything has kind of its reared its ugly head. On Friday, he provided the first public debut of works from that project that he did uh, during the pandemic to the 100 members of the justice-involved population at the Hamden County Jail and House of Correction in Ludlow. Inmates are now justice-involved populations. <laughs> I like how we come up with new names for things. Yeah, yeah. Remember when my brother, uh, we lived in New Jersey when I was a kid. Right. And uh, my brother got a job pumping gas. And because uh, you can't pump your own gas in New Jersey. I think they might be changing that now. But at the time, you couldn't pump your, it was illegal to pump your own gas. Right. So uh, we called him a uh, petroleum distributor. It sounds so much more sophisticated. You're just the gas pumper. You're yeah. the guy putting the gas, you're putting the pump in the in the tank, you know? Uh, anyway. Uh, Avery Sharp's the real deal, though. He is the real deal. And I wonder if he played like the vitamin string quartet of uh, Folsom Prison. I, I, I really don't know. And I don't know whether, you know, how... You know how many jazz fans there are in the prison system, but you gotta you gotta say that's uh, pretty cool. By the way, he uh, went to UMass Amherst. Did you know that? Oh, how about that? Yeah, double bass player, very talented dude. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, he goes. I wrote this as an artist to kind of remind us of our humanity. We are seemingly uh, losing it more and more. Said Sharp, a world-renowned jazz bassist. Uh, this is his latest musical work, I Am My Neighbor's Keeper, which will be soon recorded as an album of ten pieces. There you go. So he played for the. I, I'm sorry. Can't call people ladies anymore, and you can't call inmates inmates. They're justice-involved populations. (laughs) 
Yeah, because, you know, the last thing you want to do is lay a microaggression on people who have broken the law. Well, how many many people are in your justice-involved population program you got over there, (laughs) Sheriff Kochi? Yeah. Yeah, well, listen, that's a, you got to, you got to. Listen, you got to be sensitive to their needs. What was the one I heard? I was listening to that uh, 1010 Winds news station out of New York City. Yeah. And they were talking about the homeless population, but they called them undomiciled. Undomiciled? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Undomiciled. Because, you know, homeless sounds too right. uh, crass. Like uh, yeah. shelter deficient. Yeah. Uh, the whole idea. You, listen, you can't just change the language for people. You know, left and right. You know, not for nothing, but do you remember when, um, you know, doing the Mayflower Marathon for all these years, you know, we went from, you know, like, you know, helping the hungry to now helping the food insecure. Yeah. Food insecure means I'm starving. I'm hungry. <laughs> yes. I'm a very, very hungry person. I'm famished. Yeah. Wait, wait what did you call it again? It was... With insecurity, yeah, food insecurity, food insecurity. No, from from uh, from <laughs> feeding the hungry to feeding the food insecure. Tell tell me you're hungry without telling me you're hungry. I'm food insecure. <laughs> That's how it works for me. I'm food insecure right now. I am yeah. too. I'm, I'm, I'm am coffee too. insecure. I'm almost down to my last sip of my uh, my Dunkin' run here. This is an outrage. It, it's it is a complete outrage. But again, with the uh, you know, yeah, I know this is this is this is what the world has become. Uh, I'm trying to find some stories here because I uh, really wasn't prepared. I was so involved in Scott Cohen's presentation oh, of sports. Well, I got to uh, tell you, last week doing the news, mm-hmm. you know, what I learned about doing the news that you don't want to do the. News. I don't want to yeah. do the news. That's really a, so much extra work. Well, I mean, you, you know, it's, uh, it's 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 knowing how to scour the yeah. internet. Well, I mean, make no mistake. I thought I did a terrific job, but I just it's not uh, it's really not my wheelhouse. No, no, not it's not at you, all. You know, I did uh, I did some traveling obviously within the last week, and uh, it's so weird now not having to do all those COVID things. Mm-hmm. Remember they were like training you to do all those COVID things. I remember flying and like putting the like double mask on your face because yeah. that was required, and you had to, you know, you couldn't touch anything, uh, but you could lift your mask up and take your peanuts and your and your and your coke <laughs> if you wanted to, right? Right. Uh, but it's nice that we don't have to do a lot of that stuff anymore. And looking back now, three years later, three years, uh, what's the weirdest thing you remember about the start of the pandemic? Because this was on Reddit over the weekend. The weirdest thing? That you remember about the start of the pandemic. And I have some answers here from other people. Okay. Number one, uh, hoarding toilet paper. That was weird. That was the most uh, ridiculous part of it. it I don't. Un- I didn't ever understood that part. Like, you would think, like, you know, flour and, and you know, things to, to yeah. make food with would be the shortage thing to be all right off the top of the, the bat. But we, but, but you know, it, I, I think it just uh, it, it was like a domino effect. You had like one guy that was afraid if if he was stuck in the house, and he only had like one roll left to go. Yeah, that he probably went to his nearest Costco or BJ's yeah. or Sam's Club and bought like fifteen bundles of toilet paper, and everybody saw him and it's like, 
well, if that guy is going to take all the toilet paper, then I got to take all the toilet paper. And next thing yeah. you know, there's no toilet paper. And people bug the hell out if they don't have something to clean themselves off with. I remember having anxiety that I I felt like I didn't have enough toilet paper. And I, I had more anxiety because I had to resort to inadequate toilet paper. Oh, like the uh, that tear, like thin, thin. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, uh, I am, uh, and this... I'm not saying this to be gross. I'm just saying this. This is my personal preference. That is one item that I don't care how much it costs. Yeah. I refuse to skimp. The uh, I refuse to buy an inadequate uh, product. The sourdough starter trend where everybody just started baking bread. Yeah, no, Everybody's I didn't, I didn't all about bread chef. I didn't do the bread thing either. Uh, how suddenly- but with all that gluten, yeah. you needed the extra toilet paper. That's true. Think about that. How suddenly overnight everyone had seen Tiger King. It did kind of like, you know. Would we have seen it without a pandemic? Uh, I would think so. Yeah. I think we would have. Gail Godot and all those other celebrities singing Imagine. That was awful. Terrible. The Zoom parties for birthdays and graduations. That was so annoying. I get it. You know, people missed out on their proms Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. And then they had parades of cars. And uh, you know what? I will. I will. The thing that I feel feel was like the worst is uh my daughter liza as a result of of uh of covid you know her senior year of high school was kind of denied to her yeah. and to everybody else who was well, who were in her school no prom none of that i mean they did do graduation but every chair was like 10 feet away from each other. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was it was crazy. Bananas. Absolutely bananas. Uh, how afraid we were of sneezing or just clearing our throat in public. I remember going into the Costco, like before they started shutting everything down, I was in the Enfield Costco, mm-hmm. and this guy's walking around just, bleh, 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 bleh. and I'm like, dude, have you not watched the news lately? <laughs> You're freaking everybody out. And the... Uh, the photo of the priest baptizing a kid from six feet away with a water gun. I remember that, too. Yeah. Yep. I guess you can't. Uh, it's it's kind of weird how everything's changed over the last three years, isn't it? Yeah. Things are so much more change, back to normal. Change for the better. Change for the better. Oh, yeah. Eggs absolutely. are $7 a dozen. Uh, I knew that would one day come true. Oh, yeah. I was hoping for that to $6 gallon of, uh, of uh, milk. That's oh, yeah. terrific. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly cloudy with some spotty showers and a high of 57 tomorrow. Spotty showers again with a high of 59. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. We see the world for more than what it is. We see everything it can be. We- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 and Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mostly cloudy with spotty showers today and a high of 57. It is 45 right now in downtown Springfield. You could be one word away from your chance to win $1,000 weekdays in the 8, 11, 2 p.m. and 5 o'clock hours. Listen for the $1,000 keyword and then enter the keyword at rock102.com before midnight for a chance to win $1,000. Play every weekday to increase your chances of winning. It's your chance to put $1,000 in your pocket. Brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Uh, Kim Keo of the uh, the Nielsen team. team. I'm going to remember. Team. 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 Keller Williams on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. Uh, I heard you didn't hear anything last week. No, I didn't do that, and I didn't do Hollywood trash. Well, you're, well you didn't do any of that stuff. Why? Because, uh, cause I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I, 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 
See, I already I, had too much stuff. See, when you're out, I do the view from the couch. I go, and then I go into the commercial. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You do not. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Well, I just I tell you all the great things are going on at Rockies. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's fine. And then at the end, I go, <laughs> well, now hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> well, uh, first clip. Southern Indiana town is very upset to see butt drugs Pharmacy closed after 71 years in business. Butt drugs? B-U-T-T. Butt drugs. So that doesn't mm. sound kind of cool? That does butt sound drugs? Good. The owner said it's tough for small businesses to stay afloat in this kind of economy. Here are loyal customers uh, and owner Katie Butt Beckert talking about the store closing. What more fun can you get than having a butt shake on a Saturday afternoon? Butt was the given name, so you make it what it is. Have fun with it. The small independence we can't sustain when we're at their mercy. Even though this kind of feels like a premeditated funeral, we want to look at it as a celebration of life because there's not too many businesses that have actually been here for three generations. Oh, butt drugs is closing. Yeah. They even had a jingle. You want to hear the jingle? They had a the, jingle? Yeah, they had a jingle. They got butt drugs. They love butt drugs. This is the actual commercial. <laughs> Oh, I like the butt drugs. They got butt drugs. They love butt drugs. Butt drugs. Butt drugs. Butt drugs. How? What? How? How? When was butt open? Uh, butt was open uh, for 71 years. Wow, yeah, that's a yeah. long time for your butt to be open. Well, it was, it was, there was used to be this chain down in Florida that I used to giggle at all. It was called the Badcock Furniture. <laughs> Badcock Furniture. <laughs> you don't mix your Badcock Furniture with yeah. your butt drugs either. I bet, like, I they bet. would never be side by side together. <laughs> Is yeah. that a, a, also next to the the Sofa King? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get to, though. Oh, it's, it's really hard it to get really to. It really is, yeah. You know, the uh, speaking, speaking of like things with like weird names to it, da- down in South Carolina, every gas station you go into, yeah. it, most gas stations you go to, like the Circle K's and stuff like that, they all sell booze or or like beer and wine anyway. Sure, but then they have like things that you can add to your like boot, like they have Bloody Mary mix and all that stuff. And then they have this thing where you, you know how you, like you put the rim on the uh, margarita where you yeah. dip the glass in. Yeah. Well, this one, there was one right next to the register, and it's in a little tin can that you can buy. And you've seen those before with the margaritas. <laughs> yeah. But this one was called the Bloody Rimmer. <laughs> and it took me a second to realize, oh, it's for the top of the drink. I thought it was some weird, like yeah. one of those Kim Kardashian things with the, you know, <laughs> not like like Jack the Ripper yeah, or Urban yeah, Dictionary right, type right, of thing. Right, right, right. The Bloody Rimmer. <laughs> I'm like, I think I did one of those once. <laughs> that was a bad oh. day. That was a very bad day. Of the bad taste in your mouth. Uh, this happened at a prep school rally uh, last month in Desert Hills Middle School in Kennewick, Washington. Students and teachers competed against each other. In a contest where they licked marshmallow cr- cream off a plexiglass window, the strips of cream were placed at the exact same locations on the either side of the window, so it looked like the teachers and students were licking each other. Ew. Here, are, here are some of the students who filmed it reacting in utter disgust. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
That's wrong. Well, I mean, uh, it depends. I guess it depends on who's on the other side of the glass. Yeah, you, you listen, know? you should never have a situation where teachers and students or the Dalai Lama are licking people. Yeah, what? I, yeah, I heard, well, we talked about that a little bit, right? The Dalai Lama thing. But uh, here's the thing, you know. Again, when you get into meetings. You know, no idea is a bad idea. Yes, sometimes, yes, there are. Sometimes need, there are bad ideas. Who, somebody should have shut that down like immediately <laughs> when they said, "Hey, you know what?" And and who came up with that? I don't know. You know, I'm I'm so sure they, like one of those uh, great party gags that yeah. you could do amongst adults. But as soon as you bring the kids in, then it's like yeah. it becomes kind of perverse. It's probably the uh, you know the divorced gym teacher who rides around in that IROC Z still. You know. <laughs> Has to go meet his kids at a McDonald's on the weekend for trade-off. You know? Exactly. Hey, you know what we should do? We should get the students to lick, look at look, we're licking each other through plexiglass. <laughs> All right, you got it. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Kind of gross. <laughs> really gross. And that's all we have time for. That is Now Hear This. It is 7.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Could you use an extra $1,000? Talk to me, Goose. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? I'm sure you're aware by now, the Springfield Thunderbirds ended their season on Friday night despite certain people predicting a two-game sweep being in their favor. Ultimately, that prediction was wrong and misguided, and as a result, it would be the Thunderbirds who were handed two straight losses. And in a three-game series, there's literally no way to advance into the next round when you've just been handed two straight. Now... There may be some of you who might find yourselves consumed with disappointment. There may be some of you who might find things uh, uh, like you want to disparage things. You might also be some people who are going to spend the next couple of months kicking the dented can of sadness up and down Main Street for a while. Well, here's why I think you should knock it off. Do you realize that apart from the two COVID years, there has not been an AHL team that have made back-to-back appearances in the Calder Cup since 2010 and the Hershey Bears? That's 13 years ago. Trust me, I looked it up. And did you realize that it's been 32 years since the last time a team from Springfield has been to the Calder Cup Finals two years in a row? Trust me, I looked that up too. And do you realize that despite not leading the division at any point during the regular season, that the Thunderbirds still average 6,100 fans per game, whereas Hartford could barely scratch more than 4,600? Yes, it would have been great to see the Springfield Thunderbirds advance into the next round and get into the Calder Cup Finals, but they did not. Instead, they lost, which I would like to point out happens to every other team in the AHL except one. That's how it's designed to work in hockey. It's the way it's designed to work in every professional sports around the world. So if you spent the last couple of days thinking that was me who jinxed this team, think again. The Thunderbirds lost because they got outplayed. That's it. They just happen to have gotten outplayed by a team that... They beat nine games uh, during the regular season. But who's counting? Not me. I've done more than enough math today. Instead, I will offer this. A congratulatory thank you to the Thunderbirds for another exciting season despite getting pummeled in the end. 
But hey, enough of my yappings. What's brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are four steps to a healthy lawn. Scott's four step. Get Scott's four step at Rocky's now. Only 100 bucks with your Ace Rewards card with no rebate nonsense. It's already time for step one. So zip on over to your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-10. And John Mellencamp with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, cloudy today with uh, spotty showers uh, later on this afternoon with a high of 56 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 59. 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Are right, you ready for this? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Are you just saying you're ready or you're really ready? I, I'm never ready for anything, but I'll just go along with you. It's time for the keyword to cash. $1,000 keyword. Today's keyword, I'm going to tell you what to do with this in just a second. Today's word is cash. 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 That's C-A-S-H. That C is in cash. A is in a lot of cash. S is in holy smokes, that's a lot of cash. And H is in how can I win the $1,000 in cash. Well, you got the keyword on you, right? Rock102.com. You got to enter the word cash in order to get, to, to get your chance to win $1,000. You have until midnight tonight to enter the $1,000 keyword for a chance to win. It's just that simple. Good luck from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. All that's right. it. We don't have anything else for this morning. Well, no, it's we not. Were waiting uh, for that. It's Everybody safe. was waiting for that. <laughs> it's not, not just that, but uh, you'll be able to uh, find out what that word is again at 11, 2, and 5 o'clock today. Uh, so anyway, I had a, had a really good vacation, uh, went down to Hilton Head. We had a great time without you. Yeah, I, I'm sure you did. I heard some of the podcast. Uh, you guys are looking at having a great time. It's nice to know that there's a qualified representative to fill in, uh, during the time yeah, any, uh, anytime, when I'm gone. Anytime we've had a, someone fill in for anybody on this show, it's been an unqualified disaster. Uh, but, but as I, as I told you before, we don't, I wasn't on vacation with my friends. Mm-hmm. They just happened to be there because I buy the, the week off of them <clears throat> for this timeshare every year. And they just happened to be down there they, as well. They weren't a bunch of like a freeloading <clears throat> bastards, you know, you know, milking off of you, were they? No, absolutely not. Right. Uh, very nice people. Always right. have a good time with them. With them all, because I know, know people that would do something like that. Well, yeah, my friend had his uh, had his son and daughter in law and their kids, and you mm-hmm. know, you know, we all played games no, uh, one fun. night. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a good fair. time. We, we met up a couple of times throughout the uh, vacation. Well, the one night, uh, my my buddy's girlfriend, uh, lovely woman, right? Mm-hmm. And she she's like Italian, so she like she's like, hey, do you guys want to come up for dinner? To, to our unit, uh, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> you know Wednesday. Said, you just said unit. <laughs> I did say unit. And uh, I said, absolutely. Uh, you know, what can we bring? Oh, no, nothing, you know. Uh, she ca- had this whole, like, pasta, meatball, like, oh, yeah. you know, authentic uh, tasting stuff. It mm-hmm. was like you know, the first time I had eaten, like, that many carbs in probably, <laughs> you know, three months. And uh, and it, what, a, what, a great, uh, what a great meal. However, uh, you know, you were like – you you think you know people and you really don't know them yeah even after knowing them for for many years so my 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 buddy uh, who is you know his girlfriend was the one that uh, cooked the uh, cooked the meal i i look up from my plate and i was like what what's going on here cuz everybody's like laughing and i had to come around and 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 see this for myself yeah my friend 
in order for him not to get spaghetti sauce all over his shirt. You know, we talk about this all the time. I don't think you and I own a shirt that does not have a stain on it from some... Oh, of course. You know, like uh, archaeological Mm -hmm. uh, history of your food eating is all here on one of your shirts. I got some shirts that look like a a periodic table of elements. So I said, can I take this picture because I will not put it up on social media. Because I don't, I, I don't need that much clout. Okay. Even though this would be a viral picture. Because I'm going to show you. You're going to show me. I'm going to show you, but right. I can't show it to everybody else. He eats his spaghetti like this. <laughs> right? And I, and I wish I could show this picture, but I do respect his privacy. <laughs> and... He, so basically, <laughs> he's wearing the shirt. Yes, it, it's a, it's like a it's a t-shirt. It's mm-hmm. a regular t-shirt, and he lifts the bottom, the front bottom of the t-shirt up, and lifts it over his head so it's hanging down. Like he's eating with his arms, yeah. like in a swing, Could, and he's eating, and so the sauce doesn't go on his shirt. It just goes on his bare chest. His bare chest. Couldn't he have right? left the thing on top of his head to give it that old cornholio look? I, he could have very well done. I am cornholio. I have teepee for my butthole. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and we, we were all like dying, and I'm like, this is funny. The worst part was he still got a stain on the shirt afterwards. <laughs> oh, nuts. Yeah, it was right on the front. Uh, you know, all that effort that went into it. Well, is he like one of these really messy eaters where like, you know, sauce and well, olive oil well, is splashing all over the place? That was the whole point of the conversation. I'm, I'm like, listen, I got to get over on this side of the table and get a picture of this <laughs> yes. to, to, to document yeah. this, the, this, uh, this wonderful display that you're putting on in front of families and sure, children sure you know, you know you're doing this in your unit but it's just funny how like i've known this guy for probably 15 years and, and you've never seen him do that I've before never seen him do that before but this is a, his italian sauce uh prevention well, program. this is uh you know when you have a, a a girlfriend who's very italian and probably cooks a lot of pastas and and, and sauces and things like that yeah, remember the, the uh, like last week? Uh, well, no, last week you were uh, you were gone, so I had to eat the uh, the Dunkin' Donuts uh, breakfast taco. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, and yeah. we always take the picture and you know post yeah. it on, on socials and stuff. Well, I you know listen, I I took a Dunkin' napkin and tucked it into my shirt, so it wound up being like a Dunkin' bib. So the yeah. Dunkin' logo was right there. I forgot all about the fact they had a roll of toilet paper behind me, but that is neither here nor there. Anyway. Uh, you ever see someone do that in a restaurant? Yeah. Like they take the, the napkin and, and turn it into Very a- rarely have I ever seen somebody do that. Yeah. You know why you rarely ever see it anymore? Because it's considered to be a fashion faux pas. It's considered to be uh, uncouth to do that, which to me, well, that makes no sense because otherwise I'm going out of here with a shirt full of sauce. Yeah. Well. So when I'm at, at a restaurant and I this, it doesn't help me at all. I lean forward. I got my arm like right in front of my gut, and I'm leaning forward. And, and the, the 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 plate is almost far away from you, me. Like I gotta lean over. You, you need to pick up the plate and just put it towards your mouth. I would be happy yeah. to do that if I didn't think I would cause a scene. It's like you know what, what what's a guy supposed to do? You you go to like a like a, like the main seafood. Uh, they'll, they'll give you like a lobster bib. Well, you know, it's like when in Rome. Yeah, you're going to have, you know. Yeah, the- well, I think there should be you know adult bibs for everybody in every restaurant. And we shouldn't be judging people based on the bib they're wearing. I would like I would like a dude bib. 
Like, uh, you know, if I have a party at my house or something and I cook ribs, mm-hmm. I don't expect anybody to be, like, use some sort of etiquette. You eat those country style. You pick them up in your hands yeah. and you eat them right off the but bone. But that's I eating don't... at home. I'm talking about like yeah, eating but even, out in public. Okay, well, this is still public. If you got people over the house, you know, it'd be even people that don't uh, come over that often. I know, but if but if you saw a guy and he's putting his napkin, his uh, restaurant napkin, into his the collar of his shirt, yeah, there's going to be someone saying, "What the hell are you doing? You know, what you? How come you are? What, you're too too sloppy to eat in public with actual people?" And yet, I know myself that if there's some sort of sauce. <laughs> It's dribbling down I, on my the front of my shirt. I can't go anywhere without getting anything on my shirt. Neither can like, I. Anywhere eating, even like eating, even if I'm like fully prepped and I, even at that uh, that bright nights ball. Yeah, I still got something on the on the coat. You know that had to be uh, dry cleaned off. But was it a rental? No, it was I, I owned it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, but but yeah, I, uh, I any any situation, I I cannot keep anything off of my shirt it's like a running gag between my wife and your wife and i because i'm always going to get something on it and i'll try to like when i wash it try to pre-spot it and everything it still yeah. comes out with a big you know grease stain on it I, I can't tell you how many times a week i you know drop like a like a you know like a lot of profanity because a shirt has been ruined because of my sloppiness you gotta shout it out that's what you got yeah do. well that's what i'm doing you know what else I had uh, down south? What? A uh, grilled octopus. Oh, is that good or what? I had. I mean, I have. I've had calamari before, no. but calamari is like the fried calamari. Yeah. And then uh, my my late wife used to make this. She used to make a seafood salad. Uh-huh. Now, not with the mayonnaise and the and the and the celery, like a seafood salad, like pieces of shrimp and scallop and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Kind of reminded me of that because she used to cut the fresh squid up in there too. Yeah. But this was grilled. It was amazing. That was in uh, Savannah we went to. I've had grilled yeah. octopus a couple of times, and every yeah. time I get it, it's been so damn delicious. And uh, like there's, I, there's like an appetizer at Benapoli in yeah. uh, West Springfield. Yeah. Like a, a grilled uh, octopus uh, appetizer. Oh, they do. Fantastic. Well, so we, we ordered one of these, and uh, my kid was like, that was good. Can I have another one? And I said, not for $18. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was split evenly among the three of us. Yeah. Like, now, the, yeah. are, are your kids like you know fussy eaters? Um, uh, no, my my youngest, uh, she's good with like soup. You know, mm-hmm. like she she can eat a soup. Like she, that's one of her favorite. Well, things soup's not eat. a meal. Uh, to her, it's a meal. I mean, you're, th- that's the other thing. You know, in in a, in an adult's head, you're like, ah, oh, you should be able to eat this. They're kids. They only have, their stomachs are tiny. They don't yeah. have like the uh, they they haven't gotten to the level of diabetic uh, eating that I have gotten to yet. <laughs> um, but they uh, they eat small, so yeah. it's, it doesn't really you know cost a whole lot uh, to do it. However, my oldest kid is really into. The, she's now a pescatarian, where you're just eating a lot of fish and vegetables. Okay, that gets pricey. Yeah, and that can get pricey. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're having uh, fish fish nuggets. Yeah. You're not having the fish sticks. Uh, you're not having the entire uh, salmon fillet yeah. today. But man, grilled octopus—that's good stuff. It is. It was absolutely delicious, and it was this place called Vicks on the River down mm-hmm. in uh, in Savannah. Is that the one on the river? No, it's actually on a pond. I didn't. I didn't see any river nearby. They had River Street. It was <laughs> right on right on River they Street. It. They yeah, it. it was right yeah. on River yeah. Street. Uh, but it was. They had all, it was one of these places where you could order, you didn't have to order a full meal, because a lot of them were like $35, $40 for like the full meal. 
but you could there was a plate that I got it was it was 18 bucks yeah. that you got four sides and that was more than enough you can try their sides they had the uh, sausage and dooley hash Oh my yeah, lord! Yeah, yeah. How good it, was that? It was good, and it had like chunks of pepper and onion. It was like a, almost like a jambalaya uh, without the rice and all that stuff. That sounds awful good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, good times. How about that? But I didn't get any on my shirt because <laughs> you know, I held my shirt <laughs> up above my head. <laughs> I'm going to try that at the federal next time I'm there. See yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah. See, you know see what? how quickly I'm escorted out of the building. This guy was a retired Westfield cop, too. There's something about me hanging out with Westfield cops that all, uh, things get, just go to hell every yeah, once but, in a while. But at least the, the yeah. West, for the first time in your life, a Westfield cop isn't saying, eat the dirt, pervert. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, they're at, we're actually getting along. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome today and get 0% financing on select models. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I just clicked on one of these. uh, You you know how the, 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 uh, the Internet Explorer thing that we have here. What is this thing called? Microsoft Edge. Microsoft Edge or whatever. It it personalizes things for you by your location. Yeah. And it, so it gives you like some local stories in there and stuff. But then it also has those sponsored, you won't believe mm-hmm. what uh, happened next. The truth about Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and you click on it and it's a slideshow telling you, you know, uh, all the things that you were wrong about uh, knowing about Mary Magdalene. Right. And uh, I'm like, have we gotten to this point now where we're using people from the Bible to 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 clickbait? I've always thought, and this is just me, Steve, that biblical yeah. clickbait is the best kind of clickbait. Yeah. The Ten Commandments were released back in, uh, you know. Yeah, Jesus's top ten miracles. Yeah, you won't believe what number six says. <laughs> you won't believe what he did with just, the wine. I just find that kind of amusing that yeah. they're, that they're uh, that they're using that. Uh, I'm going to dive right into this uh, this East Hampton story because, you know, these are always fun. The deluge of public records requests during the continued saga in East Hampton's search for a new superintendent had grown so large in recent weeks that it often crashed a software system that handles such queries, a problem city officials hope to avoid in the future by buying a new tracking system. Mayor Nicole LaChapelle said, when all of this focus came upon the city for the superintendent search, the way we were trying to handle the data, the system would crash. It wouldn't compress files. We were putting our head up against the wall because we've never gotten that many requests so fast with such long search strings. The request began pouring in after finalist Vito Perone said the school committee rescinded his job offer because he used ladies in an email correspondence. In a week, in the weeks that have followed, interest in the matter has also amassed into public records requests for any and all correspondence and discussions concerning Perone. As municipal employees searched through city records, they found that their digital system could not handle all of the requests and data being queried. La Chapelle said that the IT department has recently created a tool to prevent the computer programs from crashing, and they've also created a link on the municipal website highlighting information collected from the numerous requests and the public records retrieved from those requests. Among the more frequently requested information are emails containing the term microaggression or ladies. (laughs) One of the other requests... uh, 
Categories list all communications to and from the school committee and other public bodies this year. That includes discussion explicitly centered around Perone. Inside the link are folders to each school committee member's emails accounts, several of which include letters from the public offering support and oppositions for candidates, multiple requests uh, for comment from media outlets, and the feedback from East Hampton teachers, parents, and staff in the school district, as well as many from outside the city on uh, the committee's decision to rescind Perone's job offer. What's to stop somebody from deleting stuff that comes through their inbox? Nothing. Right. So yeah. if you didn't like what you got, what who's policing you to not delete those? Uh, I don't I I couldn't even tell you. Probably uh, nobody. In one correspondence, a West Hampton parent requests chairperson Cynthia Kwasinski reconsider their decision decision when it came to prone and question the message being shown to the children in the district by the leadership of the committee by quote eliminating someone from a conversation. In an April 1st email, former school committee member Marissa Carrere uh, posed a, a concern about the integrity of the superintendent search process and requested the voting record to rescind the superintendent offer to be made public knowledge. As of now, the committee has not approved the March 30th executive session meeting minutes to be released. Yeah, they didn't have the infrastructure to handle that many requests for Freedom of Information <laughs> Act stuff. Well, they... Listen, this this is a town that didn't have the uh, the settings right, so you so you could have more than two hundred people in a Zoom meeting. So. Because they never expected that to happen. That was the issue. Which you know, to me, I mean, th- th- there's so many levels of stupidity with this whole damn story. It's yeah. almost surprising that something like this would happen, and they didn't expect this deluge, this this public relations nightmare they got themselves attached right, to, wait a minute. and everything beyond it. Is has it only made it worse. Deluge or deluge? Deluge. All right. Well, they uh, just I I pronounced it uh, deluge my entire life. No, deluge, until- Steve, is the Olympic event in which someone is like on a sled going down a a a a, 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 a trench of ice. No, 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 no. The, you're you're thinking of delusional, which uh, is exactly what is wrong with the school committee. They're delusional. You might be right about that. Uh, so yeah, they're having that big. Uh, it's just problem after problem. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got this guy who was a highly qualified uh, candidate for this job. Yeah. A guy that you offered this job to, who, in spite of all of this BS that's been going on in this decision, still wants the gig. And if he doesn't get the gig, he's got a winnable case in court against you. Because I think he he genuinely cares about the community that he wants to be a part of. Yes, I I you know what my impression of of him, especially after meeting him, is that the guy is completely sincere about how he feels. Yeah. There was no there was nothing negative about the man until after this thing happened. You know what I mean? Like well, once you then you started hearing, well, he was asking for this and that. Okay, but that wasn't the reason given to him. And, and even that, if it even if it was, he still had the right to negotiate any number of provisions that oh, were yeah, being yeah, offered yeah. to him. And he simply was asking, is there any middle ground between what I was making as the interim superintendent in West Springfield to what you're offering me here? Right. What he was asking for is not outrageous. Any bit of it, including how many days off, cost of living increase. Right. I mean, all those things are legitimate questions you would ask in any negotiation for any job uh, offer. 
National Prescription Drug Take Back Day was a huge success over the weekend. According to the Springfield Police Department, 593 pounds, 593 pounds of Oxycontin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not Oxycontin. uh, Expired or unused prescription drugs were collected on uh, Saturday at Central High School. National Drug Take Back Day aims to help communities dispose of prescription drugs safely. Opioid misuse remains at epidemic levels in the United States, so this is seen as a collective effort to save lives. The take-back program began in 2010 with the intent of removing expired, unused, and unwanted prescription drugs from homes where they could be uh, misused, stolen, or abused. You know, when I cleaned out my mom's house in in her bathroom... She probably had a ton of them. Now, she had moved several times. Yeah. And I found heart medication, Coumadin, it's like a blood thinning medication yeah. from 1994. That probably expired. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, part of me was like, well, uh, maybe I could have one of those pill parties where you throw everything in the bucket and mm-hmm. then just take a handful of them and see what happens. <laughs> but I, I didn't get that. Uh, I wasn't that adventurous that yeah, day. Yeah, well, it's probably, you know, listen, it, it's uh, it's dangerous to just go take random yeah. drugs when you don't know what they do. But it's, it's easy, I think, for people, like, when my wife passed away, I got rid of all of that stuff. I took, I immediately put it in bags and uh, the way they want you to put it in the bags. And I right. brought it down to the Westfield Police Department. They have the bin there where you, you, you know, it's a box or whatever. You open it up and you and you throw it in there, kind of thing. It's really important that you do that, well, especially for elderly <clears throat> people. Like if you, you got to make sure that they're because an elderly person who has old medication in their in their cabinet could mistake taking that older medication for anything new. Yeah, but you know, there's also, I mean, and and <clears throat> doctors and pharmacies are are doing this now too, so you mm-hmm. don't have the same kinds of problems. If if a doctor writes you a script for Vicodin or or Oxys or whatever, it's a much more controlled amount mm-hmm. now than what you would have seen six or seven years ago oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's an open-ended script because you know all these doctors are being told well it's you know it's it's, it's non-addictive well in fact it's it's terribly addictive and it's also the kind of thing where in order to be effective you got to give more and more and more right. and all of a sudden they're hooked so you know now they'll give you rather than like a 90-day supply they'll give you like a five-day supply so, so the theory is, is that you might not get addicted after a five day supply, but anytime I've been given any of those pills, it's like two days and I'm like done with it. And then I've got a, you know, a bunch of pills to get mm-hmm. rid of. So you're absolutely right. You know, I'd much rather have it out of my house yeah. and have my house being at a target well, for somebody that, to want that, to get this And stuff. that is exactly why I got rid of that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you don't want somebody... People don't care. Never underestimate the willpower of a person who's addicted to drugs. Because oh my God, yeah. They will do anything to take something from you in order to get their next fix. You know, so it's if they know that you've had that kind of stuff in your house, you're more likely to get your house broken into and to go through your medicine cabinet. Matthew Perry, remember we talked about him? Yeah. That guy was on that interview with Bill Maher said. I used to go to open houses. I used to set up open house appointments, go into the bathrooms, and take whatever the people had there in their medicine cabinet. 
And he said, and who, and obviously he's in a different position than most people would be, but he's like, who would suspect Chandler from Friends uh, taking medicine out of here? Yeah, but you, you'd have the same, you, most people who are selling their house or showing their house off in an in a, in a, in a open house wouldn't even think about getting that stuff away that, from people because you know, this, you know that, who would steal my drugs yeah well that's that's my point yeah but who would steal your drugs in a situation like that but maybe you don't even know what you got in there you know what i'm saying like maybe you are unaware right. again my mother had medicine from my dad who had been since dead for 17 years obviously the medication didn't work that well <laughs> But she had it, uh, you know, the medication was almost 30 years well, old. It worked, you know, it worked well at the time, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it's a good idea to just get all this stuff uh, out of your house. A 24-year-old man in South Carolina named Alan Riggs was arrested over the weekend for trying to, quote, ruin the mood by cocking his gun. <laughs> gun. <laughs> gun. Alan still lives with his ex-wife, and he became angry when he heard her getting it on with her new boyfriend upstairs. Okay. Why are you living in the same house as your ex-wife? You know, I I know people who have done this, yeah. they, and it's usually a financial issue. It's like there's like there's there's nowhere for them to go because they simply couldn't afford their own uh, yeah. cheap sad guy apartment. I mean, I was lucky; I was able to find one that uh, that allowed me to be sad in it for for months at a time. But uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, I, I I can't even imagine. Being he, in that position. He tried banging on the walls to get him to knock it off, but that didn't work. So he got his gun, cocked it in an attempt to, quote, ruin the mood. Well, it worked. And he went back to the couch and played uh, on his phone, played Candy Crush, I guess. The ex and her boyfriend told police they heard the racking sound of a firearm and stopped. The ex uh, said she went to uh, she went downstairs, saw Alan holding the gun, threatened her with it. And then Alan's now charged with a felony. All right, let me ask you this, because I can see this uh, this scenario taking place. I'm sure you can, too. All right, yeah, the guy's got the gun. He cocks the gun. But he probably did that because they were making more noise than usual simply out of passive aggression. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, they knew he was downstairs. They knew he was on the couch. And what better way is there to piss off your ex than to be wicked loud and have some of the most you know, explosive sex that you can possibly imagine. She said, uh, don't shoot, shoot, shoot that thing at me. Don't shoot, shoot, shoot that thing at me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you got my sympathy. Uh-huh. Don't shoot, shoot, shoot that thing at me. Right, yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what she said. That, yeah, I'm sure it's what happened. Very violent femme. Oh, a violent femme. Mm-hmm. You know? I, hey, you I, see what I, I did see there? see what you ah, did there. Ah, yes, I do. Looping it all together. Looping it all together, Bex. It's going to be cloudy, too. You're like Betsy Ross stitching her way out oh, there. Oh, yeah. You yeah, really I'm are. working on colony number 12 right now. <laughs> uh <laughs> Cloudy today with a high of 56. Could see a spotty shower throughout the day. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's the Jeep Celebration event going on now at the... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, cloudy uh, with some uh, rain showers, spotty showers later on today with a high of 56. Uh, tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 59. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. On uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is uh, Deborah Ayal from the uh, from the band Romeo Void. You know, that may not mean much to you, but you probably remember the two songs they did. 
One was called Never Say Never. The, the big lyric was, I might like you better if we slept together. You know that oh, song? yeah, I remember that song. That's the one. And then also, the other big hit they had was uh, A Girl in Trouble is a Temporary Thing, which wanted to be a, a, a pretty big hit. And so uh, Deborah's got a great story to tell. Really cool lady, and you'll be able to uh, check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. They actually have a brand new live album that came out over the weekend on Record Store Day. Live the Mabuhe Gardens in uh, San Francisco, 11-14-1980. It's actually a really cool record. And uh, again, check that out on rock102.com. Rock102.com. That's right. All you can find all your little podcasts and, <clears throat> and, and play them to your little heart desires. Right? Listen, I, I, I gave you two episodes last week, including John Linnell from They Might Be Giants, who I know you like. Yeah, so, I do, yeah. You know, uh, lots coming up. On that podcast, I, uh, lots. I I didn't really. I kind of just unplugged from the social media portion until the end of the week. Yeah. Last week, I, I just uh, it was nice to just not have to worry about any of that stuff. I uh, kept things for the most part just focused on the podcast, and and yeah. that was it. I'm yeah. kind of uh, I'm finding myself not you know completely separated from it, but I'm finding that you know the more and more it goes on the deeper and deeper of a cesspool it becomes. Yeah. Every single one of them. From uh, <laughs> you know, from from Facebook to the Instagrams, even the TikToks. Yeah, it becomes it's, overwhelming. It is very overwhelming. Uh, but it was nice to, you know, not have to do that. One of the things we did last week was, uh, and, we, and we've kind of done this every year, and we tried different ones because some of them are a little bit cheaper. Uh, the Dolphin Tours. Oh yeah, you know, we we go on you go on like an hour and a half boat ride, and they take you. It depends on where you go down there because you're on an island. This time we we stuck in the middle of the island to to the broad creek, uh, and they take you out to where the you know the creek kind of spills into the ocean, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And that's where they where you see the dolphins. And I was talking to, to the first mate on the boat, and I they, you see the landscape around, and I and I talked about this before about the disguising of buildings. I said, I said, uh, the one thing I love about down here is like when you go to like when you're driving down the highway and it's all trees, and then all of a sudden you see a sign that says Walmart this way, and you, and it's disguised. You go, oh in yeah, there, and there's these plazas among it just like hidden away. Yeah, and, 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 and to keep the flavor of yeah. the town, they they don't want any of that stuff visible from the street. No, and when, like let's say you drive down uh, Memorial Drive in Chicopee or Riverdale Street in West Springfield, it's nothing but like it's signs everywhere and, and billboards <laughs> and it and it kind of looks it makes it gives it that kind of like it's not really comfortable to be around here. This is just the business district. Yeah. But the business district down there are all hidden. And I was talking, and the first mate said, he goes, you know, my, his family had lived down there their entire lives. And he goes, my, my brother or cousin or somebody was on the board to make that happen years ago when it started becoming this population boom of vacationers and rich people sure. and all that stuff. You can't have buildings taller than the trees. <laughs> so like none of the buildings down there yeah. are like high rise. You you go maybe four floors with them, and the tree and as long as the trees are above the building, then that's considered p- part of the disguise. So you got a, like a like a Walmart with very low hanging floor uh, ceilings. It's no, it's not like that. It's actually a regular size Walmart. It's just that trees need to be higher than the building itself, and wow. you, and there's a you know. 
I kind of like that. I wish a lot more places would would create those kind of ordinances when you're doing things like it, when you're building new well, businesses. Some towns out here in Western Mass, the best thing they have, you know, aesthetically, yeah, is in fact their Walmart. Yes, it's like the most attractive thing in their town. I'm not pointing out any any. I'm not pointing out any specific locations, but I think the people in Ware know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, I don't even know where you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but it, it, it was kind of nice to, to see something like that. And I and I told you, well, I drove through Williamsburg last month, right, Mass, and uh, not Virginia, right. Uh, and they the one the Dunkin' Donuts facade looked like it was, it looked like an old timey building. Like you could tell it was a new building, but you could it, the, the the decor on it was was not your typical right. you know white sided Dunkin' Donut. There's a there's a Dunkin', so you know we would uh, you know rent a rent a beach house in like Charlestown, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and the Dunkin' Donuts there, kind of the same thing. It's like you can see it, but you can't really be sure where the entrance is. Yeah, like they've made it hard to find the entrance. So like I tried driving around, and all of a yeah. sudden, wait a minute, I'm on I'm I'm on Route One, and I don't. There's no yeah. way to get to it. So. Yeah, it only after driving around the Duncan four or five right, times that I realized, oh, that's it. Yeah. And like the the it, the sign is literally like four inches by four inches. Enter here for Duncan. Yeah, it's like well, how am I supposed to see that? Well, and that's it. You like through through the, the Hilton Head Island. It's basically like a main road. It's yeah. a main road. It's it's like Highway two seventy eight or something like that. And it's nothing but trees. It's a like a four lane highway separated by a median. You know, it's really really nice place. And but in those complexes where the Walmart is or the or the grocery store, right? There's also little interlocking roads, so you don't have to drive on the highway to get to the next plaza. Gotcha. Like they, they 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 put it that way. I think we should start doing that around here. Listen, I have no problem with any kind of uh, restructures restructuring of uh, cities and towns. You and I should become city planners. We should become city. I always we, wanted to be a city planner. We'd be great city planners. We would. You and me. We change the whole landscape. You know, I really want to be an architect. Foo fa with the architect. It's uh, 859 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds like to win $1,000? Yes! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Classic rock for the workforce. Rock 102.